All right, boys. So you know I've struggled with pain. You know I've struggled with weight loss. You know I've struggled with anxiety. And you know I've struggled with sleep. What if I told you there was a place that could help you with all of these things? True Life Dispensary. Pain relief without narcotics. Sleep, weight loss, anxiety relief. You can find this at 117 West Commerce Street in Hernando. Hours, Monday through Friday, 9 to 7. Saturday, 10 to 5. So check them out and get your life turned around. Tattoos have become more of a normal part of society. And, you know, one of the things that's a common mistake that people do is they just go anywhere, you know, closest place, maybe whatever's convenient. And a lot of times they get a piece of art that stays on them forever that maybe they don't like so much. So let me help you and eliminate that problem. Go see Jeff Lee Watts. Easy Flea Tattoos. You can find them on Facebook or Instagram, and you can find him at 1731 Dancy Boulevard in Horn Lake. Number is 662-280-0763. Yo! What's up, everybody? It's time for the In Off the Bench podcast. I am Daniel Ball, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, my partner in crime, my brother from another mother, Jim Cross. And Jim, tonight's episode 26, titled Serve It Up, because tonight we're bringing on University of Arkansas tennis star, Hunter Harrison, man. And I'm excited because this is the first tennis player we've ever had on the show. Not only are we going to get educated, but we're going to educate the audience and get a great story from a great kid. So... Without further ado, let's jump right into it. Help me welcome on to the show with the biggest interview on podcasting this week, our man, University of Arkansas tennis star, Hunter Harrison. All right, Hunter, my man, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great. How about you guys? We are blessed as always. And once again, like this is this is something that is is special. Like this episode is the first episode with a, a tennis player um, and not just any tennis player, a high level tennis player such as yourself. Um, we're going to get your story. We're going to get the high school career. We're going to get the college career and, and talk about all things Hunter Harrison tonight, man. So Let's dive right in. Let's let's go back in time, man. Talk to me about Little Hunter, how he grew up. Where is he from? Oh, boy. He's uh, born and raised in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, you know, growing up, I played about every sport except for baseball. I know you guys interview a lot of baseball guys, but my parents just did not like it. I don't know what it was, but maybe it's just because of how slow it was. But, um, you know, played every sport other than baseball. And um, I'd like to say I was athletic and was good at all sports, but, um, you know, that's just me being a competitor. Um, but yeah, I grew up in Little Rock and, um, you know, somehow we're, we're here in, here in Fayetteville, took a little different route after Little Rock, but, you know, it was a good, um, you know, it was good growing up in Little Rock, you know, small town, um, smaller town you know than than most big cities and um so yeah it was it was good went to a private school um pa Lasky academy um and a lot of people uh have their opinions about pa but we, we can talk about that later 
All right. So, yeah, man, I'm sure um, just the route that you had and, and getting to where you're at now, I'm sure there's trials, tribulations, ups and downs, just like any athlete that we talk to. Um, but, you know, you mentioned that you played a lot of sports. Was there, you know, did you have brothers and sisters or was it, are you an only child? No, I have a little sister and she played sports as well. And she's now up here at U of A with me. Um, so it's good that we're finally, you know, have a good relationship now that she's up here in like, college with me. Um, and yeah, so, but she's just four years apart from me. I'm the oldest. Um, and then yeah, mom and dad as well. And uh, so, yeah. Mom and dad athletes. Mom, mom, not so much, but she's, she's athletic, you know, she's, she's healthy and she, um, she likes to go out and do her thing, but I wouldn't say she's a, the most coordinated. Um, she's going to hate me for saying that. Man, yeah. I was already fixing to jump on you. <laughs> Look, we have, uh, you got lucky. Randy wasn't here. He would be lecturing you right now. You can't oh, talk God. about, you can't talk about mom. That's the, that's the no. one thing you can't yeah. do. Well, you, you, to me, it sounded like you started strong. Like you said, she didn't play any sports, but, you know, she she probably could do it. And then it kind of went off the rails a little bit. But <laughs> but I feel like you, like other athletes, and trust me, we, we've heard the gamut of, of mothers being super athletic up until, like, my mom's not very athletic. She, you know, she didn't play sports, didn't really like sports. But they all say you know, if my mother had played sports, she would have dominated. So I, I feel like your mom has a little bit of that in her. Um, obviously, you're a high caliber athlete. I'm, I'm sure you had to get something from her. Yeah, uh, she, she would 100% dominate. She is, oh, you should see her at my, my tennis matches or any, you know, games back in the day. It's just, I mean, I have a pretty funny story about, um, I can, I can tell it later. It was in the st state championship. We'll, we'll come back to it, but it's, you wouldn't believe what, what happened. I mean, she, she really gets into it. And, uh, but my dad, he, he actually played tennis as well growing up, but I mean, he played about every sport, but then, you know, high school hit and he said, you know, what am I doing playing tennis? This doesn't get girls. <laughs> so what do you know? He, you know, went to Catholic high and started playing football. So, I think he uh, it worked out pretty well for him getting my mom. So um. <laughs> shout out pops. Yep, right. that's right. That's right. So how does one like you said you played lots of sports, but you know you did tennis. So how do you how does the tennis scene work? Um, is there just like recreational leagues that you start off in as a kid? You're learning fundamentals, and then you, to me, like I picture it like you get a grade and like depending on your grade like you get to play x level of players and then you kind of progress from there and before you know it you could be eight years old playing 13 year olds but because you're good enough you can compete so so talk me through right. that it's, it's so it's so confusing i i hate the way they do it but it's you know it's like growing up it was i started when i was eight or nine and, you know, you play, there's divisions, there's 10s, 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s, you know, and so on. Um, and, you know, you could, play, I could be eight years old and playing 12s or I could be eight and playing in 14s, you know, it just 
depending on how good you are. Um, and the way I got into tennis wasn't even in, wasn't even like I was interested in it. I was trying to better off my basketball game. I was a huge basketball fan, and uh, my buddy he was a top recruit in Arkansas. I was like, "Hey, dude, you need to start playing tennis. It gets your footwork better, hand-eye coordination." I was like, "All right, I'll try it out." Um, shout out to Travis Creed for for pushing me that way. Um, but so so yeah, like tournament wise. You know, I started playing tournaments when I was 10, pretty late. Um, if like, if you compare like college players, for example, or pro professional athletes, you know, they start when they're a baby, you know, they're five years old. And so I, I'd like to say I started a little bit late. Um, but yeah, growing up, it was, you know, just traveling every weekend and you'd play, you know, tournaments in your hometown and then as you get better, you know, start traveling to Mississippi, uh, Alabama, uh, Louisiana, you know, there's a Southern section. So, you know, it's nine States, all, you know, SEC schools all in those States. And, um, as soon as I got, you know, started getting pretty good, um, and turned it into, you know, started, you know, focusing on tennis, you know, I would, I was traveling all over the nation, you know, playing tournaments. So it's, I guess, depending on how good you are, that's when you start really sprouting out and traveling all over, you know. So, so take me back to the first time you, you pick up a racket or you, you, you get on the court. Do you, do you immediately go, this is for me? Or did it take some time to really feel like, oh, I can actually do this? It, it took me a lot of time, actually. And I, I think when I really wanted to focus on just tennis was when I was probably around 14, 15, I was like, I can, you know, I could play college if I wanted to, you know, that's, that was the goal. I wanted to be, be a college athlete and only being six foot two, three. Um, I'd like to say I'm six foot three. Um, I, hey, that's what your profile says when we looked you up. You're right, then I'm six, three. Um, and I was like, there's no way I'm making it in basketball, you know, if I'm not even really starting on my eighth grade basketball team, you know what, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, the whole MJ story of him not, you know, making the high school team, but, you know, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go for tennis because it's different, you know, it's, um, but I'd like to say Arkansas isn't a huge tennis state you know um and that's even longer story it's just it's so complicated with you know where you're from and it how easy tennis comes for you know kids in a certain area daniel so, you yeah. notice once again it comes around to basketball it's yeah, not even I'm just the baseball that. guys here here it comes we got the tennis player and it comes around to basketball yeah i gotta ask because i we we ask every Every athlete that we bring on, and, and we've only had a couple basketball players, so that, can, that tells you kind of the, the lane that we're in. But they all say that they were hoopers. And I immediately shut them down because they start talking about the one time they did something really well. And I'll be honest with you, Hunter, if, if your lens is talking about that one time, that means you're not that good. <laughs> 
Hey, listen, listen here. So in high school, uh, like when I had quit basketball, I, some of my buddies, they were like, you know, baseball players or football players. So they didn't play basketball, you know, at PA, at Plastic Academy, you were one sport only. Like that's, uh, I praise coach Kelly for, you know, doing a great job there. Um, and now I guess Anthony Lucas and coach White or coach White's the new, um, AD, but coach Kelly, you know, he was like, you're in this sport and this sport only, or, you know, and you better ball out at it, you know, basically. And so when high school came around and I quit basketball and was just, you know, really focused on tennis, all my buddies that were playing that one sport and that were, they weren't basketball players, we would form a church league team <laughs> oh yo yo we play, run house, huh? yeah we were there was a lot it was a competitive um league you know it was a, the high schoolers like each grade and you know we were competing against athletes because they were focused on another sport and they would come hoop you know on a wednesday night at nine o'clock you know and i mean it was so much freaking fun i i loved doing that and it's it's just because I love basketball, you know, I, you're right. I probably wouldn't call myself a hooper, but I'm definitely pretty dang good. I'd, I'd say that. Can, can you, can you beat us, can you beat us both in a game of horse right now? I, I'd like to say so. Yes. <laughs> I, I shoot pretty often. So um, I'd like to say I, I could beat you guys. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and throw you this invite Hunter. If you're ever in Tampa, you're going to come out to my court. My court's in the pool. And I, that's where I dominate horse. Look, look, Hunter, this this podcast is not supposed to be about us, but I got to tell you, man. So he tells me he's going to challenge me in horse. And so I go out there and I'm shooting from all angles inside the pool. I'm getting ready for this. I, I'm a competitor. And so then we get to playing horse. And he shot from everywhere outside of the pool, nowhere in the pool, and it was the game was over like that because I'd been practicing from down low and he's shooting from up top completely yeah. through me. And he said, just because we were playing at the pool, I didn't say we were going to be in the pool. Right. That's right. I, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's wet. It's wet everywhere out there. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's just it's dropping dimes on folks. Yeah. No, I was lucky uh, growing up. I grew up with a basketball court in my backyard. So I was, I was hooping constantly and I just, I still love it to this day, you know. Um, it just stinks that, you know, I couldn't, you know, play at a collegiate level. Um, and even it's funny, my head coach uh, here at Arkansas, he adores basketball. Like we'll we'll play a match and then we'll go to the training room and um, me and coach will go shoot hoops and the like. Our training rooms uh, share with the basketball team, which is really cool. So we get to see them all the time and. Um, but we'll go shoot in their uh, practice gym after a match, you know, and he's really good, tall guy, um, played tennis for Kentucky. So um, that was really cool being able to do that and just, yeah. So how was fun was it watching how good they were this year? I mean, going to those games, it's, it's no other feeling, you know, it's same thing with baseball. Like, it's just it makes your college experience so much more fun when the sports if you're if you're a fan you know it's just it makes it so much more fun um and enjoyable like with um even football just you know making that progress to 
you know, starting to win again. It's, it's huge. It, it makes such a difference. I think. Yeah. It, it's, it's always, I don't know. It's something about college basketball. It's, it's magical. Um, so I, I could only imagine, you know, being at a big Ten university, getting a chance to, to, follow the team and I, I mean I, with COVID and stuff I don't know how many games you were able to get to or if anybody was able to go um, but I'm sure like your skills and as you play basketball those things help translate into footwork on the tennis court I would imagine I would say you know 100%. quick angles you know, you know I bet you were a lockdown defender because of that right I, I'd like to say so you know I was I was trying to wear the other guys out by just I, I was one of those scrappy basketball players that would just would just run and just make them just sweat and just run all over the court and make them tired and you know that's what that's what I did I was good at endurance and I wouldn't say I was the quickest but just I knew I could outlast anybody. I'd, I'd say that. I well, yeah, the lateral movement in tennis, because I'm going to tell you, Hunter, like when me and my friend John were in the prime of our life, our senior year from football and everything else, we played his parents who were, you know, like darn near 50 in tennis. And we laughed at them when they challenged us. And we were running side to side to side. They were killing yep. us. We didn't score none. And that's why I know tennis requires athleticism because you got to be able to move. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. I, I played pickleball a couple times and about died. And I feel like if you expanded the court and made it bigger and took a, a teammate off, like I would, it's not going <laughs> to be a fun day for me. Pickleball. Now that's, that's coming up. And I know. In the uh, in the south, and I mean all over the place, it's it's huge pickleball. It's I mean you're too young for my buddies. Yeah, I've been telling my buddies like if I don't go pro in tennis, I'm going pro in pickleball. Oh, he's (laughs) gonna take it from you, Daniel. You said he's too young, but he's gonna come take the game from you. Nah, he he's he's a young cat, man. That pickleball that's for that's for forty year olds. I mean, and I'm I'm basically there, so like I'm warming up now. Yeah. So that's, that's a fun game to it's like good for people that like tennis is hard but like pickleball it's easier to pick up I feel like for people that you know have never played it before like it it take way longer to get better at tennis than pickleball I'd say I'm gonna be honest with you guys I don't even know what pickleball is now I play racquetball all the time and that's crazy man you run around like everywhere right, here here's what I'm gonna tell you the the one deterrent from pickleball it's keeping score. It's ridiculous. And if I, I can't even explain it. It's just, yeah. it just, there's logic to it, but it makes no sense. And Hey, tenant <laughs> scoring doesn't even make sense either. The hey. 15 to 30 to 40, like should be 45, right? 15, would, 30 to 45. <laughs> you would, you would think, but so let, let's get there. Um, hold on. Hold on. I, I just, I had to Google and look this up. I wasn't kidding. I don't know what it is. It looks like you're playing like a mix of ping pong and tennis. Yes. With, and you're playing with a wiffle ball, you know, with a. Oh, Daniel, that's why you like it. Look, Daniel was the wiffle ball king in high school. It all makes sense now. <laughs> hey, look, I'm going to tell you this. Using that, that pickleball paddle and hitting that ball. It, it's, it's not the same. It, it's not <laughs> like you can, you can, you can hit the ball as hard as you can, 
it'll go, but it, it ain't going to go like you think it's going to go. So, so you ain't mashing, you ain't mashing it like you were back in the day in the wiffle ball. No, 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 no. <laughs> so let's, let's get to tennis. Let's get there. I want to go to high school now. So you, you start as a young kid, you, you figure out, you got some talent, you start branching out, you start playing all over the place. Are you high school in high school doing this or you're still a kid growing up and then when you get when you get to high school is it strictly high school team or are you still playing outside of high school and doing all the traveling good great question it's um it's very complicated because you would think like you know for every other sport it's you know you got to be good in high school or i guess for basketball it's like aau or um but it's the same thing with tennis it's like high school could mean nothing, nothing, you know, it's um, because in Arkansas, we're not like the biggest tennis state. We don't have a lot of, a ton of tennis players. Um, so I, t- I took advantage of that um, winning state uh, three or let's see, we won it. Yeah. Three years in a row. Um winning overalls my freshman year and over, so I'll explain overalls in a little bit, but so usually, you know, I would play, I would guess you could call it club tennis, you know, cause you were playing tournaments outside of high school. You know, you weren't, I wasn't playing for PA. I was playing for myself and I guess you could say my state. So it's, it's a club now, like in, in high school, you're on a team and your individual score translates into some type of team score as well correct uh in high school and college um but now like club is is you or you're earning points for your club and your club like how how, yeah probably shouldn't probably shouldn't have called it club but it's it's just me you know it's just me i'm playing for myself i'm going to tournaments trying to uh boost my ranking up and the it's the usta universe or uh, united states tennis association um and you're trying to build up your ranking you know there's a ranking system um and you're just trying to climb the ladder well clearly know? clearly you did it well because according to my research it said you were number one so you built that ranking up just fine <laughs> yep exactly i uh i was proud of that but you know it didn't really matter if I was one in the state, you know, that's, what's crazy. People don't realize like in high school, I mean, people thought I was a tennis God, you know, it's like, I hate saying the word God, but like, they just thought I was just this tennis God, you know? And I was like, no, I mean, compared to the nation, it's just, no, that's just not how it works. It's crazy. Um, but I, and you go from like state rankings to Southern rankings and then to national rankings. And you know, in the South, I was, I think, probably top 20, top 15 at best. And that's still not even, like, incredibly good. Like, I mean, yeah, we have Georgia. We didn't have Florida. Florida was its own section. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say it's pretty good. But, you know, at the college level, it's it's very rare for, you know, someone that's 20 in the South to make it on an SEC team. You know, it's – it's um. So I'd like to say I put in all my, you know, work after high school. I really got – that's where I really matured and just got better in, in college, you know. Yeah, so no, I, I appreciate – go ahead. Sorry, I – how do you get coached? 
so is your high school coach like watching your film as you're traveling like or do you have do you hire a coach so i hired a coach uh, but he would you know there would be coaches in little rock and they would either travel with me or me and my it'd just be me and my my dad you know going to tournaments or me and my whole family um you know we we really like uh, my parents, I mean, they're, they're just awesome. I'm so thankful for them and my whole family because, I mean, we really spend a lot of time traveling to tournaments every weekend. And that would mean my sister or my family not being able to go on vacation, you know, that much. And um, it was, it was awesome being able to, you know, just go out there and play tournaments every other weekend, you know? And um, so, yeah, it was like, you know, you build your ranking up and you just move on from there and you just climb the ladder. But going back to your coach's question, it's, I had probably four coaches in Little Rock. You know, I would, I was trying to hit with the, you know, the best guys in Little Rock because there was just not a lot of people to hit with, you know, it's, it's very like, I probably had three or four people that three or four kids, my, my age, that I could hit with, you know, and that we would get better off of each other. And then apart from that, I'd go hit with, you know, four coaches, you know, and I'd have to hit with them because they're, you know, even better. They're the better people in Little Rock or Arkansas. Um, and so that's why in high school, I actually decided to, um, I moved uh, to Florida for a semester and I homeschooled for a semester and went down to an academy in Orlando. It's the um, time out. Time out. Have you ever seen Never Back Down? I have not. Oh my god! His brother moves to Orlando for his tennis scholarship, and I was like, "Are you that kid?" Because that movie would be like <laughs> old enough for you to be that age. Oh now my god! I'm gonna goodness. watch that. I'm gonna have to watch that. But yeah, so I, I mean, it got to the point where I was like, I need to hit with more better players than me. You know. Um, I hate saying that, but it's just, it was, I, I had to try it because everybody was doing it. You know, there was people that were older than me from Little Rock and they went to this place called Smith Stearns or, you know, other cat, like, um, they would go to Florida for, you know, the year and just do homeschool and, and play tennis seven hours a day. It was, it was insane. Um, and so I tried it out and I absolutely hated it. I, I mean, I'll admit it. I, I would I would never do that again. You know, it was it definitely changed my my game, my tennis game. But it was just I, I'm a I'd say I'm a pretty social guy. I mean, I like to have fun and you know have a lot of friends and but it just was you know pretty lonely and um, I just didn't like you know tennis, tennis, tennis. Like and that's it. You know, I'm you know like even today I'll go you know play golf or go hoop just because it gets my mind off of it, off of tennis. Cause um, it's just constant, you know, it's a lot of practicing and you're sacrificing a lot of time. Um, yeah. It's a good way to get burnt out. I mean, definitely. I, that's, and that's exactly what I didn't want to happen because that's what happens to so many tennis players is because their parents, they just push them. And of course my parents pushed me, but you know, it's just, it's, there's a certain point where it, it gets to be too much. And thankfully my parents were so 
understanding with that. And they let the coaches, you know, really take the ropes. And they were like, hey, college is the goal. Take care of it, you know, because obviously my dad and mom didn't know, you know, what to do about it. Yeah, I mean, you have no idea how much I understand everything that you've been talking about in regards to Arkansas and how you've had to handle it. Um, you know, a fact for you, because you, you probably wouldn't know this, I don't, I don't know how much you know about soccer, but Mississippi, where I live, it ranks 50th in the nation statewide as, as soccer. So um, my daughter's a soccer star, and we've had to – she now plays for a team out of Tennessee because we just weren't getting good coaching. We weren't getting quality opponents. Every time we played teams from like you were just talking about, you play Tennessee, even Arkansas, Louisiana, we're getting smashed. And uh, it just – it wasn't fun. Uh, and so we, we now play for a team out of Tennessee and, and, and have flipped the script. But I understand what you're talking about because when you come from an area where the competition level is not good, it's obviously going to set you up um, for failure when you go against that, that greater competition. But I feel like you were, you were still, you know, a little humble about yourself. You know, you were top 150 in the nation – and I mean, that's, that's still solid, you know, regardless of, you know, you, like you said, one in Arkansas doesn't mean much. And, you know, you were clearly highly scouted um, because you're going to end up in an SEC school, but let's talk about that. Um, you know, you, when did you get on the college radar? You said, you know, you were already winning States at a freshman level. Was it that early? Yeah. So I'd like to say it's crazy that you say winning States, but it just didn't matter if I won state, you know, it's like the coaches just know they, they just, who, who cares? You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's more about, you know, there's a, a tournament, big tournament that happened actually um, for juniors. It's the biggest, you know, that it could get, it's called Kalamazoo and you know, it's called, or people call it Nats at the zoo and they go up to Kalamazoo, Michigan and it's, you know, top 128 and you're, uh, in 18s and you're fighting for a, uh, a position in the main draw of the U S open. It's like, it's that big, you know, it's like, I think people don't really get how huge that is. It's like going to play a grand slam. Like how nervous, how nervous do you get for something like that? I mean, I, I, I hate to say this, but I knew I didn't have a shot at, <laughs> at winning something like that, but I knew, you know, I could do some damage, but no, I mean, there's just some kids that were just insane. And I mean, they're, they're pro right now, you know, that's the kids that were winning those kind of things. They're, they're pushing themselves to become pro, you know, or they would play college one year and they, they dominate. And then now they're playing professional. It's, it's a crazy life. That's for sure. So, you know, let's get to that story. You know, I've actually been intrigued ever since you said it. So, you know, you talked about the state championships and you said that you had a story about mom. I um, need to, I, I need to hear, Let, you know, we know that you've won three state titles, but one of, during one of those um, mom comes into play. Tell us about it. Yeah. So we're playing the state championship at, you know, public um, tennis center. And so I was the most superstitious kid of all time, you know, things like, oh, I won this game or I won this point, wearing my hat a little bit to the side, you know, or like I, I won that point with my pocket inside out, <laughs> you know, stuff like or with this specific ball or whatever. And for some reason, I was a nervous wreck if my parents were watching me play. I grew that's 
I just wanted to impress them. You know, obviously they're paying a lot of money to, you know, for me to play tennis. And I just wanted to perform for them. And, you know, I would look at them and it's just, can you imagine your dad just sitting there, arms crossed, glasses on, just doing that with a hat on and just no emotion, just looking at you the whole, the whole match. And so, you know, thankfully when I was like in, so this state championship was in, it's my sophomore year, probably singles. Um, Cause I played doubles my freshman year and, and I'm, I guess the best player on my team, my high school team and make the state championship. And I tell my parents like, Hey, I, I don't want y'all to come. <laughs> Can you believe that? how selfish that is of me but I just couldn't get over it I was like I'm gonna be too nervous because like on paper I was supposed to win the match like it was no big deal but it's just something about it I I don't know and so actually my friends I told my friends hey come out watch me play and you know a lot of my high school came out and watched and which was awesome um and my buddy told me after the match he's like dude your mom was it like there's this like I wouldn't say woods, but just like there's a lot of trees and over in this one area next to the court. I wouldn't say right next to it, but it's close. And my dad, my buddy said, hey, dude, your mom was in these near this, these trees wearing camo with binoculars <laughs> watching me play from a distance. Is that not insane? Dude, I she mean, was up in the deer just, stand watching. I love yeah. it. <laughs> you had, had to watch. What? I got a question. So do you, was it a subconscious thing where like, obviously any athlete, especially when you're playing individualized sport, there's always the potential of you losing. Do you think like subconsciously you just didn't want them to see like you possibly lose in the, the like, not that it's a failure. Cause that's a, that's a high level to, to lose. I mean, that's not really a failure in my book, but did you see it so, sort of like that? And you're like, look, I want you guys to like not have to like be there for that. One, 100%. I just, I hated to lose. I like, there's this, um, I don't know, this is feeling. I just did not want them to see me lose, you know, like, because, or anybody, especially if it, especially if it was in Arkansas where I'm number one and I'm supposed to win, you know, it's just, I've got everything to lose. And that's why it just made me a nervous wreck. You know, I, you guys probably think I'm so cocky or not humble at all, but (laughs) I just think it's, I just think it's funny. Look, me and Daniel got two different sets of parents. If I told my mom, she didn't have to come to the game. She'd be delighted. You told Daniel's mom, she couldn't come to the game. She fights you. (laughs) So so that like, I, I, I have to get into this a little bit more because, all right, so let's, so mom is in the woods, binoculars. <laughs> she probably went out to like Bass Pro and got her like this full on camo gear. And did you win? Heck Please yeah, tell me you won. All right. Would have right. been cooler if she like had a drone flying over the top. <laughs> so did, I, I feel like your mom is, is kind of like a, a silent assassin, Hunter. I feel like let, let's say you had a, a bad a bad match and you made some some silly mistakes i feel like she would give you the business on the way home 
actually she, not at all she just no. was all loving and like she could she could care less if I lost you know she of course she'd be upset but like my my dad was the strict one you know my dad was the one I was really trying to impress um just cause, I mean you know it's a father-son thing I don't know I'm so did he not come at all he he was there he, he was in the bushes on the other side. He might have not actually been there because he he travels a lot. So um, he he actually probably wasn't even there, to be honest. Or he was there, and I just I think I don't know. Maybe I was like my mom would make me more nervous. I can't I can't quite remember, but I mean, some, my dad was traveling a lot when all I was. I know, young, so all, all I know is Hunter had this poor lady in the woods. Yeah, exactly. The nicest lady, but but win win or lose, she was like, "It's all right, sweetie. You get them." Yeah. But Daniel, we're in the entertainment business, and he just told a fascinating story of his mom watching from the woods. So hey, shout out to shout out to Hunter for getting it done. (laughs) No, when when they make a movie about that, I'm I'm a I'm a laugh during that part. That's for sure. All right. So you said you know winning states doesn't do anything, but at some point, you know, you you said you won three. Um, the colleges had to have come a knocking. So, I mean, when does that happen? So it comes from, you know, playing these certain, like the Kalamazoo tournament I was talking about. That is where you go get recognized by college coaches. You know, I was talking to a former coach of mine. I was like, I called him and said, hey, I'm at Kalamazoo, blah, 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 watching some guys. And I'm like, go get someone. You know, it's that's where you go, you know find recruits is especially in the u.s you know you go find them at um kalamazoo or uh national clay courts you know these national tournaments you know probably five or six of them every year and you know you had to play them if you wanted to get some exposure and they don't really start watching you until you know 16 17 um and that's where the first time i ever had a college coach come watch me or division one college coach come watch me was at national clay courts in, um, Delray beach, Florida. Um, and I just, I'll never forget. It was Nebraska, Alabama, and, uh, Eastern Carolina and Eastern Carolina doesn't have a team anymore because of COVID. But anyways, um, they were the first ones, to ever watch me I'm pretty sure and the first ever official visit I got offered was uh from Nebraska which is weird but I just you know I was like oh my gosh that's my first one ever and I just thought it was so cool and and you're probably gonna ask you know why not why wouldn't Arkansas be looking at you because you're from Arkansas you're a state champion and it's just the weirdest thing you know they just didn't they never came knocking on my door in high school. You know, I went on a little unofficial visit up there because I reached out to the coach, you know, um, and it turns out, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's just, you know, they don't really pay attention to, and I'll backstory. A lot of my, a lot of college teams are full of international kids. So it's kind of goes in hand in hand, like, our coach wouldn't go look at rather Kalamazoo. He'd go to Europe and look for players there instead. Well, and we also learned like, so Will Rogers, the Mississippi state quarterback we had come on, 
Um, right. You know, his his dream was to to go to Ole Miss, but he didn't get any offers. But he got offers from Mississippi State, which you know they're they're pretty much equal when it comes to you know the SEC West and college football. But the the reason was wasn't was he wasn't good enough for Ole Miss. They already had the quarterback position filled, and so. Sometimes it's not even necessarily about that school may not be interested or you're not good enough. They may already have positions filled, you know, depending on how they've done their recruiting and everything. But I got to ask you a question before we we keep going into the uh, how you got into which college you did. Um, you brought up Clay and, you know, me and Daniel talked about we don't know too much about tennis. And I always, you know, have seen my whole life on on uh, ESPN and you know, Federer and Nadal and they talk about being on Clay and who's better and all that. Explain to me, as someone who's never played on it, like what makes it different? It's so clay. I would just say it's just so much harder to move on. I mean, think about it's not like slow, like you know, you can indent your foot in the in the court. It's just like you know, solid ground, but it's just like you can slide. You know, that I'd say that's the biggest thing. You can slide, and it's just so much harder to move on clay and then it affects the ball as well it moves a lot slower which is super hard it's super weird to understand mm -hmm. but it's just that's just how it is rather than like if you compare hard court and clay court what well, um, makes sense so like on a on a hard serve it's gonna come off differently than it normally would and so therefore you know it'll throw you off compared to what you you normally might see yeah so like i think on clay your europeans are the best on clay you know, hands down, that's, that's all they play over there is on clay. And it's all about the spin on clay, you know, getting the ball to jump up rather than, because obviously if you hit it flat, it's not going to go any fast. You know, it's not going to go as fast as a hard court. So, you know, you're really trying to hit a lot of spin and their kick serves, you know, spinning serves that jump up, um, you know, that's how you play on clay. You, you got any of them tricks up your sleeve on the clay? <laughs> Say that again. You got any of those tricks up your sleeve on the clay? You got of you got some of that spin? Of course. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm never playing you, period. But if I do play you, it's not going to be on clay, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and it's but it's just so much. It's my favorite surface, clay is. But I'm not – I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm, I'm best on clay, but it's so much fun playing behind the baseline and you're just grinding and you just longer points. It's just fun, you know, sliding around. It's just, I mean, the perfect example is the French open, you know, Roland Garros. And that's why Rafa Nadal is the best there. You know, he's won it so many years in a row, I guess, except this past year, but you know, he is the, the king of spin, you know, that lefty spin. And it's just, he just dominates on that surface. Is, is he your favorite uh, tennis player? And if not, who is? He's not. I'd like to say um, either Roger Federer. I mean, he's the GOAT, in my opinion, even though he's – it's it's a long debate. But <laughs> um, I really like a guy, a French player named Gail Monfils. He – I mean, you just wouldn't believe. It's the way he plays. It's like, you know, he's a partier. He's – he likes to joke around on the court and he's just entertainment, you know, whereas, you know, Roger Federer's, you know, no emotion, no all seriousness. And then 
Monty. So he sounds like a guy, like, if we were going to tune in for, you know, something's being that we don't watch much tennis, he seems like, based upon what you're saying, because he's not only good, but he's entertaining, he'd be like a guy for us to tune into and watch. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, just insane shots, hitting tweeners, trick shots. Like, it's awesome. Him and uh, Nick Kyrgios, he, um, this Australian guy, he's the same way, big partier, likes to, you know, trick shots it's i mean it's just so much fun to watch i I love it and they're just so talented but um and yeah those are for sure all right well i wrote i wrote them down so you better not be lying to me because i'm gonna watch but oh my gosh um, yeah watch those guys for sure so we talked about the recruiting process let's talk about how you ultimately end up with mississippi state how's that happen yeah i mean it's it's crazy uh the just how i ended up there i mean they were just not on my radar um, at all. I didn't actually, believe it or not, didn't want to go to Arkansas. I wanted to branch out, you know, go to another school. I wanted to go to my dad's uh, uh, alumni, uh, SMU, Southern Methodist, um, just because it's in Dallas and kind of, you know, look up to him. So wanted to be a part of that. Um, but then, you know, I was like, no, I need to, I need to be in the SEC. That's where the real action is, and especially in tennis. You know, and that's just—it's the best to be here. You know, it's—I'll I'll admit it. It's the so just like I, any other sport, the SEC is the best in tennis too. Yeah, and I hate to say it because I know I see Daniel's Memphis stuff on the. <laughs> oh, but but he won't. Hey, but he won't never disagree with you on the SEC. But you probably did hurt him a little bit with the SMU. Yeah, I mean, and then then you want to beat up on Memphis your whole career. <laughs> but yeah, so. I, it, it, oh, oh, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get into him beating up on Memphis. Don't worry, I got it on my stat sheet. I'm sure you do. So, <laughs> and so, I was like, you know, I, I need to try and get into SEC school. That's that's what I really wanted deep down. And so, believe it or not, the head coach at Mississippi State used to coach me when I was little. I mean, this is just like crazy. Like, so his name's Matt Roberts. Um, head coach there still to this day. He's from Little Rock, went to the same high school as me, you know, even coached me when he was, you know, uh, an assistant coach at the time somewhere. And he was just coaching me for the summer. And, um, and so I knew him. That's how, or my coach that I hired in Little Rock, he was Matt Roberts coach, this head coach at Mississippi state. And so it was just like Tom, Thomas is his name, the coach that I hired. Thomas was like, man, what do you – like, you could you could go walk on at Mississippi State. I mean, what better school is that? You know, it's an SEC school. They just got runner-up at SECs, um, you know, top 25, top 30. And, um, and it's crazy. People are like, Mississippi State's not a good tennis school. But, it. I mean, they've got one hell of a program there. Um, they've got something uh, good going on there. But – and then the assistant coach at Mississippi State is um, used to travel with me as well. Like <laughs> when I was little, it's just crazy how this it all comes around. And he um, he played for the Hogs. He's from Jonesboro, Arkansas, and he took me to a bunch of tournaments when I was really young. Um, and he reached out to me. He's like, "Hey, are you interested in Mississippi State?" And I was like, "I completely forgot that I could go there." You know. Um, or I could at least, you know, have a chance at, because I knew the coaches so well. 
And so head coach came and watched me practice with my coach that I hired in Little Rock. And it's like, man, you've got the game. You just need to, you know, mature more and um, just build on that skill and just put you in a college team and you're just going to get better automatically. You're going to start playing more and it's just, you're automatically going to get better in college. That's, and that's how I felt as well. And so he was like, man, we're, I had some, it's crazy because I had some official visits scheduled um, for the fall semester of my high school or my senior year. Um, like I had four or five official visits scheduled and actually went to Mississippi State on an unofficial, stayed with some of the players there. And um, after my visit, I was like, why would I not go here? I know the coaches super well. I connect with them incredibly well and like I don't even want to consider these other schools so I I mean I had plane tickets to leave to these other five schools and I said hey sorry guys I'm, I'm just it's not worth it you know well, well I got I got to get on to you because Daniel will tell you this you know you talk to you talk to any college athlete especially because they're going to treat you well you still go on the visits and let them roll out the red carpet and try to you know wine and dine you and then you politely tell them I'm actually going to Mississippi State <laughs> but <laughs> But you gotta, you got you gotta, you gotta let them roll, roll that out and, and treat you nice and go check out the campuses. It's, it's a little vacation time. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna let anybody not treat me the best I've ever been treated before. Like that, I'd live for that. But I'm just, I'm baffled at the fact that the best tennis player in the state, they were like blinded like they did, just didn't see it like I, I, don't, I don't understand that like hey look at me now that's, I that's, that's what i say I, look at me now i guess that's that's what matters ultimately is like where you end up at now and like it, it works out the way it's supposed to work out but it, right. it's crazy to me like it could have happened so much earlier <laughs> yeah exactly. but, let, but let's talk about you know um just even though you ended up at Arkansas. Let's talk about your time at state. You know, first of all, you know, we always ask every guest when they get to college, you know, like, was, you know, were you nervous? Were you excited? What was it like when you arrived in Starkville? Um, I was definitely just excited. I was like, man, I'm in college. I'm, you know, on my own. Um, it's crazy. I'm living with a, my roommate was from Germany and we're in the same room, you know, in the, in these dorm rooms. And so I'm, <laughs> getting to meet you know and see these new cultures and I mean I just thought it was the coolest thing ever meeting these guys from all over the world and I was I was excited for just being a student athlete you know I just I hate to say it but there's just no better you don't you can't get any better than that you know you're just treated so well and I was excited for the gear and you know the just practicing and match day and like, because I mean, I just love sports and, you know, you see it's tennis is on a scale, but, you know, you see college football, college basketball, baseball, and just how just the fan base is just huge. And I was just excited for that, you know, just being a part of something special. And, you know, there's not many student athletes and, you know, in division one, and it was just a privilege to, to be able to do that, you know, since you're going to throw out that term student athlete, how are the academics? They better be good, Hunter. Um, at, well, 
right now, like, like I'm a good student, but I mean, oh. day, it was, you know, <laughs> I hate to say this, but it was not, a, it's not a place to go study. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you that. I got you. I feel you. Um, so, you know, talk about your time on the court there before we move into Arkansas, you know, um, your freshman season. I mean, how, how was that experience playing for state? Um, how much did you grow through it and, and all that? I mean, it was awesome because they had just come off a great season. Um, I think they got as high as they finished like top 20 um, and we were preseason top 20. And um, I was just like, there was only eight guys on our team. So I was like, man, I'm two spots away from playing on this team. It's And I'll go to that for college. It's a six person lineup. You know, there's six guys playing. There's or there could be six different guys playing for doubles. Like, you know, there's doubles and singles and it's confusing. Um, but, you know, I was excited just to be a part of that team and be able to travel, you know, too. We only had eight guys and we were, we had a strong, you know, bond going on. We had, did a lot of team bonding and um, I was just so pumped to, I, I went to a ton of matches the year before just to see the, you know, the, the experience and how it was and on match day. And I was just like, so ready to get to playing, which is something I didn't really do a lot playing. Um, I practice a lot, obviously, but you know, I like the name of this podcast in, in off the bench. I don't know if that has anything that has, I don't know if that has to do with, you know, being on the bench, but you know, I, I own up to it. That's what I definitely did at Mississippi state was, you know, I played, I think two matches, you know, played a ton of tournaments in the fall, but in our season, you know, I wasn't playing. I was, I was riding the bench, you know, I was, uh, you know, I was thankful that coach gave me some money, but you know, it wasn't like on a, on a full ride or something, you know? Um, so it was definitely a humbling experience because I go to my friend see me as a tennis God in high school, big shot. I think I'm, you know, a big shot. And then I get to college and I'm not playing in the lineup. And I thought it was going to be easier, easier than it was, you know? Yeah. No, the, the title is we get to come off the bench to talk to you guys. So we're back in the game, but what you just did is why we do this podcast. So we're all about a story and, you know, Daniel brings up that, you know, it's just crazy that you're the number one player in Arkansas and you, and you're not going to Arkansas and then you end up at Mississippi state um, where you like, you're talking about, you're getting humbled. And now we're going to get to the bread and butter because somehow you're telling me that you hardly got to play. And now as we know it, as we book you, you're at Arkansas. So now you got to tell us the story of how you go from basically sitting the bench at, at Mississippi state to now Arkansas, the school that wasn't even looking at you. I hate, I hate to do this, but I have to brag on myself for a little bit because at Mississippi state, you know, even though I was on the bench, um, I'd like to say I did a big part with, you know, just keeping our team together and, you know, cheering my ass off for, um, you know, our team and our school. But, you know, we ended up winning the SEC championship, um, which was a huge deal for me and um, ended up making the Elite Eight and the NCAA tournament and was just like the, the craziest experience I could have ever been a part of. And I'm so thankful for that. And it's, it's you know, going there has made me the person I am today and, um, I'm so thankful for that. But then, you know, towards the end of the season, I'm like, man, I'm not playing here. I just, 
I should leave. You know, that's just the, that's the uh, norm for college athletes, but I hate to say it, but I was, I mean, I was wrong. It's, there's no issue with not playing your freshman year, you know, and, but I, I decided to leave, go back home to, to Arkansas. You know, I had a good relationship with some of the guys on the Arkansas team and contacted them. And they were like, dude, yeah, coach is interested. He saw kind of what you were doing behind the scenes at Mississippi state. And, um, and he was like, you know, he'd love for to have you, you know, and I had to red shirt coming here from, you know, an SEC school to another SEC school. So, um, and, you know, joining all my buddies here at Arkansas and that was just the coolest thing ever, but yeah. And I mean, so is the, it was the red shirt, uh, you know, obviously you hate to not be able to play, but was that a good growing and learning experience just being a part of it and watching it all? 100%. And, it gave me a little bit more time to just be more, you know, social and get into, you know, what I was studying and um, just have a good time, you know, meet people and not really get all, you know, stressed out about, about the sport. You know, I was just, I was just there trying to get better. And that's exactly what I did, you know, and maturing and playing with, you know, better guys. And um, it just, it definitely blew because I wasn't, you know, traveling with the guys and, you know, couldn't play in matches like, legit couldn't play in matches because you know I was redshirting and um but yeah it was a, it was a really cool year and um just because I got to you know do other things you know as well right so let's talk about your time on the court let's talk about this last year and uh you know first I want to start man uh a ranked win against UCF is the first thing that came up you know um, yeah. what's it, what's it like going on, on the road against a, a top 25 opponent and get and getting that W? I mean, it was the coolest thing ever because also my, my dad flew in for it and I mean, you didn't make him sit in the woods behind to watch, <laughs> right? <laughs> I did not No, He was, he was in the stands. Um, and it's just, tennis is so big in Orlando. It's, I mean, that's why I went there in high school and, I mean, there were so many people in the stands and, you know, just that atmosphere and getting that win. And it was like the first time I had really like, you know, I was playing every match, you know, first time I had done that. And it's just like, you know, cause the year before COVID happened, you know, our season got shut off. So like this, this past year, I was a red shirt sophomore and I'm, you know, I was 21 years old. Is it, that's just, you're going to like finish your tennis career at 30 in college. huh? <laughs> exactly. I need, I need to get hurt this year so I can just keep prolonging it. Stay, stay in school longer. Keep going to the um, football and baseball games. Like you're talking about. I see what you're doing. I got yeah. you. And so I, um, man, that was just, I think that was probably our, either that or Memphis, was oh, I was I was thing. going there. I was going there. So listen, since you're gonna start it, you know, you had another top 25 victory, and I, I was gonna do that on purpose to Daniel. Talk about beating Memphis. Yeah, so I mean both UCF and Memphis, it's just like it's almost like after beating those teams, it's like wow, like this was all worth it, you know. It seems so weird, like it's just one or two matches, but it's like like, hey, like I belong here, you know, like that kind of statement. And it was just huge to do that in front of my dad as well. Um, and for, you know, Arkansas, all my buddies, and they were like, you know, they realized, well, this guy's the real deal. And 
I, it was just awesome. And Memphis was, it's funny because Memphis, I was, let's see, who was I playing with? Oh, I was playing with my new teammate. It was our, my first match with my new doubles partner. He's from Spain. And he was the senior, you know, he was the best doubles player on our team. And we got to play at number one, which is huge. And, you know, I had never played, you know, doubles before in any, you know, the line, like one through three, I hadn't played at any of those positions. And coming in at number one, it was just so crazy. And I mean, it's just so competitive. And I mean, it was just the greatest feeling being Memphis. So you, mean, were talk, you were talking about the guy from Germany earlier, and then now you're talking about the guy from Spain. Are these guys speaking English to you? I mean, I'm trying to figure out because y'all got to communicate on the court. Yeah, we're 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 communicating in English, um, but it's funny because there's some guys on our team that are just. I hope they don't listen to this because I mean they can barely speak a lick of English. I mean they're cussing you all the time when you make mistakes. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, I looked at the roster. You got nine players from you know, overseas and five players from America. So like, and you, you, we're not, we're talking about guys from all over Spain. I think there's, you know, Italy, Belgium, like, yeah, there's, there's guys from all over. Like, yeah. What, what is the, the time, how much time does it take to mesh together and become a team? You know, that's, that's a good question. It's like, just, I feel like that's what my, one of my biggest parts of, or my biggest roles of being on this team is showing them the love of college tennis and just, you know, showing them that there's a specific culture, you know, you got to have on a team, you know, it's, and I learned that at Mississippi state, you know, this, the culture, you know, you got, your team's got to be there, you know, together and have good chemistry. And that's why, I mean, partly why, you know, we did so well and me and my doubles partner did so well as, because we were just, you know, in all sorts of things together, you know, and I, I knew that was important, but they necessarily didn't think it was important. Was but, it, was it your job to teach them how bad I 40 is running through Arkansas? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about a reason why, look, we're from Memphis. Yep. And you want to talk about a reason why we don't like Arkansas. It's driving I 40 through Arkansas. That's why. <laughs> that is that Little Rock to Memphis I 40 range. It's, I mean, it's the worst. And I had it's, to it's go. It's special is the best way to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's, man, that's, it's the worst. Oh, look, <laughs> it's, it's the worst. Soybean field. Yeah. Soybean field. <laughs> soybean field. Trees. And it's just straight. It's just straight the entire time. And, you know, you got those, all those 18 wheelers. It's just, oh, it's look. Look, like I tell you, Hunter, I was stationed in San Diego and I got stationed from there to Jacksonville. And so my dad flew out to ride with me. And so we're driving across the country and it's beautiful. We're going through the desert, you know, state after state. And then like, we got to Arkansas and like all of a sudden it wasn't even just the, the 40 through Arkansas. Like it got cloudy and started raining. And it's like, man, we're back home. It was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so was like, we're, we're back in Arkansas, Tennessee area. It's like, oh, this is dreadful. It was beautiful until we got here. But uh, you know, you, you said you've, sound like you're arrogant but i don't read that at all it sounds confident and you've been humble in many ways so this is the last question i got for you because this is always a big question and i feel like you're going to answer it well what does hunter harrison have to do to improve his game going forward you know i think it being you know one of my last years i think it's just still becoming a better leader you know 
being a captain on the team, it's just huge to have, you know, create that every year you got to start over because, you know, you get new players on the team. Again, you got to create that, that bond, that team chemistry every year. You know, I think that's one of the most important things that where I come in and that role. Um, but also my game, my tennis game is just play more matches, you know, get more experience, just keep, keep playing in the, trying to play in the lineup. You know, that's just, that's where I got all my experience this past year is just playing in the lineup and, you know, all glory to God because, you know, of where I'm at now with, and I got that chance to, you know, to play. And, you know, even my coach, I'll say this, like he told me, you know, the only way you're playing is with this, with so-and-so, you know, um, with our number one guy. And, you know, that just, you know, eating me alive. You know, I really wanted to prove to him that I could do this on my own. And what do you know, a couple of matches later, you know, he takes me out for one match against Ole Miss and replaced, like, so my future partner came in with this number one guy and then coach saw, you know, I hate to say it, but it's just like, you know, the, hey, I, Hunter belongs in there, you know? Um, and so getting that experience this whole year was just so good. And I think that's what is going to make me a better tennis player is just keep getting the experience and keep being a freak athlete, you know, <laughs> keep working hard on in the weight room and, um, you know, running and the conditioning. It's just, that's what it's all about. Just being extremely fit. And it's funny because our, our coach, he will not let us play if we're above um, 8% body fat. It's, it's that crazy, you know, it's, we got to be in tip top shape. Um, but I think, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that's going to make me, you know, the best I can be is, you know, all those. So. Well, we, we would never have a chance to play tennis at Arkansas. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jim, Jim's actually, man, he, he's killing it. Like, yeah, Jim, Jim is killing it. I, I, I see that all the time, bro. Like it's look, you talk about blessing. We post military, post cancer, everything like that. I have not been able to shed this weight. No matter. Daniel will tell you, uh, like, cause he's a, he's a savage and a beast. Don't let him downplay himself. And he'll tell you, I work out as hard as I possibly can. And I just not have, have not been able to shed the weight. And man, this new supplement I'm on, I'm telling you, like people think like, I'm like, I'm telling them about it. And like, they think I'm like trying to lie to them. And I'm like, I don't, I don't even make no money on it. They, they sponsor our podcast. I, I just trying to help people out and tell about it. That, those those posts are no lie, man. Twenty four pounds in twenty five days, and it's just trimming the fat off the muscles. Oh, I'm, I'm Daniel. I'll be running a four or five like in high school in no time. Get it? Except, except we're thirty seven years old, so I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> Send me some because today at practice, my coach called me fat. So, uh, oh man, <laughs> come on, coach. I, he, uh, I, I mean, I was working, you know, the summer trying to gain muscle. And I mean, of course I'm going to gain some weight. Like it's, you're gaining muscle. And so he's like, man, yeah, you, you look big, you know? And it gave me a hard time about it. And I'm like, he's like, well, you better be quick still. And of course he watches me practice today and like, yep, you're, you're a little bit slower. You're little <laughs> oh. So that's and actually was, the answer to the question that I asked you, what do you got to do to get better? You got to get faster. 
You just told yep. me you were a freak athlete. Now you're telling me coach said you're slow. No, the, the, the process <laughs> is you got to build the muscle and then shed off that body fat. So don't worry. It's, it's coming. You know, I got to be ready. We're going to watch, we're going to watch it. Look, that's, that's the thing about our podcast. We talk to the guests and then we become their biggest fans. We watch all of them. Look, I, I, I kid you not. We're talking about, we don't know much about tennis. Daniel will tell you, I watched gymnastics like six times this year for the first time because we had gymnastics guests. I will watch you play tennis now. Don't fail me. Don't be out there slow. Let's go. Let's go, baby. But yeah, we're, re- we're ready. Arkansas's brought me so many things. It's, I mean, because of, you know, transferring, I'm, you know, you know, now a true believer. And it's just, I mean, it's incredible what, you know, Arkansas has given me and just being closer to home. It's, you know, you know, all glory to God again, because of where I'm at, you know, I, I have to mention that because I mean, that's one of my, that's a role. I feel like, you know, God's put me here in this position because, you know, a lot of guys on the, you know, the team aren't, you know, like that, you know, they're not believers or whatever it is, you know, I feel like, you know, that's one of the big reasons why I'm here, you know, the bigger picture at least um, is to be spreading that gospel, you know? Um, and that's, that's just one of my goals is to, you know, keep doing that, keep, keep discipling and, um, you know, so, so thankful for Arkansas, but yeah. Man, that's, you're, you're very, you're very humble, humble guy. And like, you could tell you're passionate about a couple different things, obviously being a competitor and, and that fire that's in you to win and get better. Um, but secondly, like you have a belief in you and this is, this is an intangible that coaches will tell you and I I say this coming from a coaching background you can't teach people and you can't coach people how to make a team a team how to build culture how to be a good leader those are just things that you have in you man and you got it and one thing that I love about you man is you you care about that part you know what your role is on your team obviously it's to play some some phenomenal tennis but it's also to bring a group of guys together that man come from all over the place and, and you being able to do that my hat's off to you man I wish you nothing but the best and, and lots of luck this season coming up thank you so much yeah it's I, I appreciate you saying that because that's just you know it's just it's just bigger bigger things than tennis you know absolutely you're building lifelong relationships and friends that'll be here with you Man, get them friends to take you to yeah. Belgium and Italy and all those places Daniel was talking about. I'd be building those relationships. Yeah. Get, exactly. get, on, get on the clay course out there. Yeah. <laughs> They'll smoke me out there. That's all right. Hey, lo- losing is okay as long as you're getting better. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Hunter, before you get out of here, we're going to play a quick little game. It's, it's called This or That. You, you ready? You down to play? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Very simple. I'll give you the rules. I give you two options. You choose one option or the other option. You just can't say both and you can't say neither. On it. Let's do it. All right. If you had to get rid of one, would you get rid of a backhand or would you get rid of a forehand? Backhand. Easy. 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 Why? It's just forehand, man. It's just, 
that we call it the fear hand, you know, you just, it's just, you know, it's just so much more power and pop. Like, it's funny. I was doing my, uh, my body composition and my buddy's like, man, you've got so much more muscle in your right arm than your left arm. I'm like, yeah. Cause it's the forehand, man. That's, that's, my, that's why. That's my fear hand, bro. That's my fear. Yeah. I feel like you can, you can forehand the ball and like flex on people. Like on your forehand follow through, you're flexing on folks. Yeah, the oh, backhand. You, the backhand. You got to like turn your body and get squared up and then flex. Like it just yeah. doesn't look right. It's not. It's not good looking. You know. I got. You. All right. Would you rather never wait in line again or never catch another red light? Oh my gosh, I don't mind red lights. I like stopping, rolling down the windows, and just you know bumping to some some country music. And I like red lights. I don't know. some little rock. I thought he was going to throw out some like rap music. <laughs> he said country. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely never have to wait in the line again. That, yep, yeah, 100%. Because there's, there's a lot of lines here in Fayetteville and just. What's the one line that you can't stand? Just rest. Like, I wouldn't call it a line, but just like waiting to get in a restaurant. Like, I mean, I, I thought your Arkansas, uh, you know, uh, you know, Jalen Battles was trying to think how to say it because you made your teammate, but fe- fellow Arkansas Razorback, he said Chick Fil A, and I thought that was the best answer ever. If you never had wow. to wait a Chick Fil A line, that'd be great. That's that's a that's the best answer I've ever heard. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. You know what line I hate waiting in, and it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does happen, you're like, this is awful. The men's bathroom when there's a line, I feel like that's the worst line yeah. to ever have to wait in. Hey, bro! You never have a. You never ever. Don't don't go to these college baseball games, then. I'm just going to yeah. tell you, especially if it, I don't know, Hunter, if you went to those ones in Starkville, but you're going to wait in line to pee, bro. Duty yeah. noble, yep, 100. percent But I I think I might have come up with a better one. TSA lines, airport. Better get that pre-check. <laughs> what? Just travel once. It pays for itself. I'm telling you. Yep. All right, Hunter. Would you rather look strong but you're actually weak, or would you rather look weak but be strong? Oh, that's a tough one. But I mean, I've got a girlfriend, so who cares? You know, I I'd rather just you know be strong. You know and look weak i mean i I hate to say it but that's probably how i look right now i mean i'd say i'm pretty strong but i'm not you know those football guys that you know are just you know bodybuilders you know what i'm saying yeah there's there's some freaks out there in in those weight rooms on that football team yeah would you rather spend 10 years in a coma or five years in jail oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) That's a good – no, I'm going to answer that right away. Coma. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's, it's just boom, boom. You know, you're, you're back. Uh, ironically, ironically, all athletes from any sport other than baseball, even the football guys have all said coma. But for whatever reason, these baseball guys want the smoke. They all say prison. And Daniel's like, they're saying that, but they don't want it. I'm telling you right now, they're the biggest liars on this planet because – <laughs> I seen them. They 
they can barely get hit with a, a baseball in the game and they're bouncing around, hopping all over the place, flopping around. Like, they don't want jail. They don't want that. They, yeah. They're just trying to be. But I do like the fact that, you know, it, c- coming in jail and coming out, like, I mean, it really builds a man, you know, builds character. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> I, I hope I never go to jail, but it's, I'd like to say it builds character. And, you know, you go in there and you're like, man, I, yeah, you, you live a better life after you get out. I I hope you know that's that's how I would think. That's a rough five years, Hunter. Man, that's a rough that's a rough five but years. But he picked though. the coma, so he he knows what he's gonna give, do. Give me yeah. that give me that ten year nap, and I'll I'll be I'll be <laughs> <just fine. laughs> exactly. All right, so so now now we transition into our our money segment. Now, would you would you rather take twenty five thousand, or would you rather give a hundred thousand to your friend? So if you take the twenty five, you get it I, all. What kind of guy do you think I am? That's what we're finding out. My friends, of course. I mean, ride or die with those guys, you know. My my day ones. That's. They, right. I hope they listen to this. It's you know those four two four guys, and then my teammates and everybody. It's. Um, I, I thought you got a lot of friends, so you're gonna have to figure out how you divide all that money now. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, I'd, I'd do anything for them. So I definitely for the um, give the money to the friends for sure. All right. If you were offered a free entry into Wimbledon, but they said you had to lose all your friends, <laughs> would you take that, or would you say, "No, nah, I'm good. I'll." Try to earn my way in, and I'll keep my friends. I'm good. I'm good, Wimbledon. Thanks, thanks, thanks so much for for the offer. <laughs> See, he's reformulated the questions because it used to be you just say money or friends, but we started throwing it to where it was the things that you athletes are driving for. So whether it was like right. the first pick in the draft, if you're a football player, or whatever the case may be. So he's throwing Wimbledon at you. So we try, we try to throw it off. If you just say money or friends, most are going to always just say friends, but dang, dang will switch it up and make you think about it. Yeah. Uh, last question culminates into, would you rather have money or would you rather have friends? So I think we all know the answer to this. You're yep. a, a friends guy, um, which is admirable. But let me let me drop you with some knowledge here. All right. All right. You could put a billion dollars in front of me. And you, you if you told me I had to go solo for the rest of my life, I'm going solo for the rest of my life, bro. Like, <laughs> He's so no, he's so no. full of it. No, I I, I joke like I, now I, our I, other host, however, would. I'm a friend guy. I like the money's great, but I love I, I need my, my friends. I need my family, exactly everybody. So Daniel, my, my favorite still we had a we had a guy, Hunter, come on, uh Thomas Pickens from Miss, uh, Memphis football. And uh Daniel propositioned him. He said you could be the number one overall pick, but you had to lose all your friends. He said, That's fine, I'll just take being picked second. And I was like, Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. All right, Hunter, man. Anything you want to plug or promote, put out there for everybody to hear. Well, I've, I hope I can promote some stuff later in this, uh, this year, you know, the whole deal with college athletes getting paid, you know, I've, I just became a barstool athlete, but you know, they don't need, 
they don't need any promotion. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to tell me what that means because Hayden Leatherwood, one of one of our top guests, he he became one after you, and I and I had yeah. said something about you becoming one, him becoming one. I said, what does that mean? And he kind of still didn't even know. You got to tell me what does that mean? Exactly. So our um, well, Dave Portnoy actually emailed, I guess, all of the barstool athletes and was like, hey, Perez, you know, the yeah, Perez. wow, we're basically we're basically bros, you know. Um, and so basically they send you some merchandise, you know, a couple shirt or a shirt, hoodie and sweatpants, something like that. Um, and so what the email said was, you know, they're obviously super new on it, but they're working on, you know, doing a little reward program or some kind of deal where you can get into barstool events for free or go to, you know, certain restaurants uh like chains i guess for you know half off or whatever and he mentioned on the email that chipotle he's trying to get chipotle to do something and they denied sadly i I love chipotle um so he said yeah we're very new to this and you know we're working on you know what other things to bring you know you athletes and one cool thing was uh they created a shirt for a barstool athlete that he won gold at the Olympics, uh, Gable, uh, what's his name? The wrestler. Dan Gable. Yes. Uh, Or or, I don't know. Some, he just won, you know, gold in the Olympics recently. And I'm not sure what college he's at, but they just um, created a shirt for him and he's, he's getting 80% of the profits from it, which is crazy. So, and they'll do stuff for that. Uh, you know, for certain athletes, I guess. So I thought that was pretty cool. But it won't be cooler than the In Off the Bench Arkansas t-shirt that I send you. I'm just going to tell you right now. Let's go. Yep, I'm repping <laughs> that all day. <laughs> all yeah, right. No, no other promotions, sadly. It's, I'm working on it, all right? I'm, you know, I've got, I've got some things in the works, you know, just trying to get some free meals here and there and just a couple <laughs> extra bucks. That's spoken like a true college kid just trying to get some – a couple meals here and there and some bucks, man. I, yeah. I respect it. Definitely. Well, Hunter, man, I, I appreciate it. If there's anything that we can do to, to help you along the way, please reach out to us. And, and by all means, man, good luck this season. And we, we hope to bring you back, you know, hoisting up some, some hardware. 100%. Yes. And I appreciate you guys having me on here. It's, that was a lot of fun. Um, you guys are awesome, and just thanks so much for having me on here. You got it, man. Y'all check them out on social media, Instagram, at Hunter underscore Harrison 13. Check out the Razorback Tennis on Instagram at Razorback M Tennis. And if you just like hearing average shows, talk X's and O's, please like and share the podcast on Facebook, retweet us on Twitter, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. As always, your comments, your ratings, and your feedback is always welcome. We'll see everyone next week for episode 27, where we're going to go right back to football. We're getting primed. We're getting pumped up. We're going to have University of Tennessee defensive end with Trail Bumpus on the podcast. This has been the End Off the Bench podcast. As always, remember, strong bodies, sharp minds, grit and grind all the time. We're out.